Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The Chaser Report. Global World International News Headlines Update with Rebecca De Unamuno. Treasurer Josh Frydenberg has released the budget, announcing that Australia is back in black. Tonight, I announce that the budget is back in the black and Australia is back on track. He later clarified that he meant Australia is back in a huge fucking deficit. The Treasurer defended borrowing a trillion dollars, pointing out that the money has been borrowed mainly to give tax cuts to rich people and that universities, women and the poor all still lose out in the budget. Our plan is guided by our values. Contact traces for the super spreader event at the Rose Garden in the White House that infected Donald Trump have been working overtime to identify who infected the president with the coronavirus. They said they were desperate to contact the individual so they could thank them. Meanwhile, Donald Trump has been discharged from Walter Reed Hospital and flown back to the White House and had a message for the 210,000 Americans who have died from the coronavirus since February. Don't let it dominate you. Don't be afraid of it. That's the latest Chaser news. Check out chaser.com.au for updates. Now it's time for a wrap-up of the rest of the news with Charles, Dom and Craig Rucastle, who's filling in for Nina Oyama. Thanks, Beck, and it's time for another one of these... International Global News World Roundup. Yes, indeed, we have Craig Rucastle and Charles Firth. My name is Dom Knight. Let's head to Romania, first of all. And look, the big election on in the US, we've been neglecting the Romanian mayoral elections, oh. uh, but one candidate managed to get win the election with 64% of the vote, the incumbent mayor, two weeks after dying of COVID, and the city decided <laughs> that they didn't want to reprint the ballots to save money. <laughs> and he won. Yeah, he won. He won two weeks That's after crazy. dying. Well, I feel like he, he, he probably is doing a better job than most mayors that I know. <laughs> it's also it's a very Romanian thing. I feel like in Romania they've probably got lots of dead mayors. Like mm. you know, isn't there very quite a you know? Yeah, well, that's where that's where Transylvania is. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Is, did he is he dead or is he undead? Is he like a vampire? <laughs> I think a vampire mayor would have a lot of advantages, particularly at the moment. You'd know that they weren't going to die of COVID. For one thing, on the job. What do you think the voters were thinking, though? Yeah, so, so they knew. They, did they know he was dead? Well, I don't know if everyone in the village was aware of the news, but you'd think that they would be. So this guy, um, he was the incumbent mayor, name of um, Ion Aliman. He was a social democrat, and he got reelected to the third term two weeks after dying. Um, and th- there was a big candlelight uh, sort of <laughs> vigil for him, 
and I'm sure that helped with turnout. But this is it. It's just it's yeah. all about name recognition. This guy's a genius. I mean, he got his name in the press a lot, and then you should always die just before an election. <laughs> it's great for getting your name out there, and that's all that matters in the end when you go to vote. It's just, oh, do I recognize any of these names? I recognize that name. I wonder why I recognize that name. I hope, I hope Donald Trump adopts that strategy. Yes, yes. Yeah. Donald Trump Jr. is going for that. It, but, um, I, I like the thought that people actually all did know like they were 100% across it. And it's just the worst burn to whoever he was running against. They're like, nah, that guy or the dead one. They're going, I reckon the dead guy is going to be a lot better. That's a really, that's a harsh election to lose. Well, you, you, can't, you can't be corrupt if you're dead. Mm. In some ways, it, he's the candidate with the most integrity of any candidate ever <laughs> who's run for office. Yeah. yeah although it, it's hard to be flexible with your policies, though. Posthumously. <laughs> Having been uh, once to a council meeting too, I think probably the only way you could actually deal with it is to be dead. So uh, this guy has really oh. nailed it. I mean, look, to be fair, I think Australia, by electing Philip Ruddock as mayor of Hornsby, <laughs> we may have got an undead mayor before they yeah, did. That's true. But what I love about this story is that um, so the council decided not to reprint the ballots to save money. Mm. But of course, mm. because he won, they've got to run the whole election again. Uh, no, no, no. They should just give it to the, the other guy who is running, surely, just as long as he kills himself. <laughs> so. All right, moving on to Italy where renowned the renowned fashion label Gucci has made headlines after releasing a pair of high fashion overalls that come pre-stained with what looks like to be grass and dirt. Have a listen to this news report. These overalls, they have been purposely stained with grass. If for some reason you like what you see, it'll cost you a pretty penny, $1,400. The Italian fashion house debuted the new look for its grunge-inspired fall and winter 2020 collection. So grunge is back for 1400 bucks, guys. Right. Oh, my God, I love, I love stories that are, tell me how stupid rich people are. I really do. Like people are going to spend $1,400 on a pair of overalls but need them pre-stained. Just get your, just get one of your servants to wear some cheaper ones out in the garden for a while. This saves some money. No, it, it, I approve of this. This, is, this literally takes the work out of workwear. <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a perfect thing. Like, and, and anyway, I, the thing that I'm most happy with is just to hear that grunge is back because that's mm. what we grew up with in the early 1990s. Dirty clothing. I don't think you've changed that, Charles. <laughs> no, but my old ratty cardigan, my old ratty cardigan's now worth thousands. With it's got the stains. Yeah, no, I, I, and like it, it was a cool look, or at least I thought it was a cool look until you actually look back at photos from that era <laughs> and you realize and it looks like you just rolled around in grass for a while. <laughs> <laughs> What's particularly good about this is they haven't just cut it up; they've literally made covered it in green like stains, mm. which is not a great look. I don't know, like that. Like, who are you to dictate fashion? Like, do you think the you know people who can charge fourteen hundred dollars for some overalls are in a better position to state what is good fashion and what's bad fashion? Rather than you, Craig, you just wear t-shirts all the time. You're hardly the king of fashion. Sorry, I, I am terrible at fashion. The good thing about this is these people don't realise they just go to an op shop and they'll get the same thing for three dollars. What I like about this, Craig, and I thought you'd be more into this because. Surely this is part of the war on waste, right? Like if you don't even need to wash your clothes before they're worth 1400 bucks, isn't this a good thing? 
No, no, no. See, if rich people want shitty-looking clothes, they just go and buy second-hand clothes, you morons. Don't pay $1,400 for a new one. <laughs> you know you know what? I want to come back into fashion. I want to come clothes that make me look as thin as I was 20 years ago. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Uh, glad wrap or something. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, look, this is another uh, inspiring story of um, – uh, not throwing things out, not creating waste. A guy by the name of Steve Jenny in Illinois is celebrating his 60th birthday of a sandwich. So when he was a kid, he was a Boy Scout. He attended a, an event when um, Richard, Richard Nixon, then the vice president of the US, was in town. And Nixon, there was a big barbecue. Nixon ate half of a buffalo chicken sandwich. And uh, here's how Steve Jenner, the proud owner of this sandwich, describes what happened next. Once he left, I, I just looked down at the picnic table and, Everybody else was gone, and that half-eaten sandwich was still on the paper plate. I looked around, and nobody else was there to think about it. And I picked it up and hopped on my bicycle and sped home and ran in the door. I said, Mom, I've got the sandwich that uh, Nixon took a couple <laughs> bites out of. And she was surprised. She said, well, what do you want me to do with it? I said, freeze it. And he's still got it today, gentlemen. I'm concerned about this story because he's been keeping his mother's fridge for how many years was it? 60, 60 years. years. Yeah, yeah. 60 years. The problem is, is if, if the electricity ever goes down and that returns to room temperature, it's got Richard Nixon's DNA on it. He'll probably grow into a Richard Nixon. We'll have Nixon's return to the earth. I see, I want to know why this sandwich isn't in the presidential library. I mean, of all the memorabilia they have of the man, mm. you'd think this would be the most valuable contribution to the planet he made. I think it should have its own monument. It shouldn't be in the library. It should be a monument in D.C. next to yes. the Lincoln Memorial, the Nixon, <laughs> the Nixon half sandwich. sandwich. <laughs> I mean, the thing I like about this story is he was so proud of having picked up this sandwich. Then Watergate happens, Nixon resigns in disgrace, and he goes, no, nah, I'm keeping the dream alive. Keeping, keeping the dream alive. I like that the, the way he told the story was he made out as if but if other people had been around, they would have taken the sandwich. <laughs> no, no, mate. Like, it's worth Googling. No one else was thinking that. He, he tells the story over about four minutes in excruciating detail. Um, and it's clearly the highlight of his, I don't know, 70 or so years on the planet. Um, what, a, what a great contribution. I just I hope someone souvenir, you know, um, Barack Obama's half-eaten Pringles packet or something like that. What other memorabilia should we be keeping from our, our leaders, do you think? Well, I hope I hope somebody uh, kept hold of Tony Abbott's half-eaten raw onion. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I think because that's, that's one for the ages. That is part of history. It's Australian it is, history. Yeah. I guess also ScoMo's um, burger from grand final night would have been a useful relic, although it might stink a bit. Yeah. What about was it a hot dog? There was it was it George Bush was eating a hot dog when he vomited at the baseball. Oh, like, yeah. God, that would be good if you had a half vomit covered mm. hot dog. Yes, that would be worth. What it. about the the vomit that he he when H W Bush vomited on um, Emperor Hirohito or Hirohito? Hirohito, mm. Hirohito yeah. Do you remember he, that? I don't remember him vomiting on the emperor. It was yeah, definitely some sort Japan. of thing in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> obscure food knowledge about past presidents. You, you really forgot. You, I mean, you forgot how much the Bush dynasty was was built on vomiting on things. I mean, <laughs> you look back and you think, that hasn't been written up in the history books. Yes, there you go. So for more headlines in between times, head to chaser.com.au. 
you can also find the address there to send Charles your half-eaten sandwiches, should you so desire. You can also find The Chaser on YouTube, on TikTok, Instagram, and just about everywhere else. Catch you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.